everyone. Welcome back. Episode 36. And this is kind of a it's kind of a flat what do they call that? Flagship episode. This is one of those episodes that's gonna be kind of important to me. And I know what you're thinking, 36. Why who gives a shit about episode 36? I do. I care about episode 36 a whole lot. Um this is like a what did I write? A quarter century in review. That's what this episode is. On Monday morning, actually, on Monday night at 12 o'clock, I will be 25 years old. I will have lived 25 years on this earth, in this reality, in this multiverse, I think. And um, got a lot of conflicting thoughts about that. A lot of feelings just hit the table. That's great. Um... (laughs) And when I think about it, I think I watched a little, and it's weird how these things happen, because I don't think my phone, I don't think my phone was listening that I'm turning 25, because I don't say it a whole lot, so it'd be weird if the algorithm knew what I was thinking, and if that's the level algorithms are at, like, we're just fucked, we're just fucked to begin with. If, like, the algorithm can read your thoughts, we're fucked. Um, but I watched this video of Jim Carrey, where Jim Carrey said he was freaking out when he turned 25. And I think Jim Carrey, like, didn't even make it big till he was, like, 30 or something. He's one of those guys I look up to because he made it later in life. Makes me feel like I still have time. And, um, yeah, man, and I kind of think about that. It's like, damn, you know, a century is 100 years, right? And let's say we're really lucky in life. You get 100, like a good 100, you know? If you're really lucky and you don't get eaten by a shark or struck by lightning or die in a fiery car accident. You know, if you get lucky, you make it to 100. So um, if we look at this in, like, basketball terms, I'm already through the first quarter, baby. I'm taking a water break. We're drawing some plays up on the clipboard, and we're going out. We're going out for the second quarter. And before we know it, it's going to be halftime. And at halftime, what do you do? You come out for the second half, you know? And some people would argue that the first half is better than the second half. You know, the second half, you're old. You're fucking, you're old, time has flown by, but you're wiser, you know? But the first quarter, man, I mean, I gotta be honest, half of the first quarter doesn't even count. That is like, you're a baby, then you're a toddler, then you're like a kid, then you're like a teenager, and then boom, you're here. It flies by. First half of the quarter, just kind of pointless, you know? You, you, You have, like, most of it... Like what you you don't even develop memory till you're like what four, and then all those memories as a child you think you have you find out later on are just inception they're just fake your brain just fills the memories in your your oldest and dearest memories aren't even real it's just a construction of what you thought it was so like that's like half of your life at twenty five is made up it's made up in your own head it doesn't even matter it's scary to think about you know. But that's where I'm at. I'm at 25, kind of, basically. I'll be 25 by the next episode, but, you know, I post on Fridays. Birthday's on a Monday. It sucks, but, yeah, basically, I've lived a quarter century. And when I think about just how much has changed since I was a kid, a little nervous. A little nervous for the next 20 years, 25 years. Like, what changes from 25 to 50? And I don't just mean me. I mean, like, the world, you know? Like, when I was a kid, they had, like, VCRs, fucking computers that you couldn't be on the phone while you were on the internet, you know? What happens after that, you know? I don't really know. Sorry for the background noise. But, um, yeah, I mean, what happens after that, you know? Nobody really knows. But yeah, nobody really knows what's going to change. I mean, imagine telling people in 97 that in, you know, 25 years, you're going to be having people like work from a home office and they're all going to talk and look at each other through computer screens. Be like, you're fucking crazy, dude. Imagine being able to get anything you want at any time through a fucking app. Oh, you want, you want McDonald's, but you don't want to go out? You just have somebody bring that shit to your house. Like, McDonald's doesn't do delivery. No, no, no. That's the best thing. It's not going to be McDonald's. It's going to be some random person in their car, and then they're going to bring it to your front door. And that's it. You just, you just tip them. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I think about, like, what's going to change, like, 
like you ever watch like Back to the Future? I think like in maybe twenty five years we'll have some shit from that movie, and they thought that would be like forty years. But you know everything speeds up. Like the the further you go, the the more things speed up. So back then in the eighties, like they got some of it right, I guess. Like in twenty fifteen, they had like FaceTime. But um, we can't just like put a little mini pizza into a thing and then have a full pizza. You still gotta make the pizza. But who knows where pizza technology be in twenty five years? I'm rambling. But yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy to think about um, just how much like I guess like my own life has changed. You know, I think back here lately. I've been thinking a lot about like when I was like uh, like fourteen, fifteen years old, because that was that was like a decade ago, right? And like. I think everybody has this feeling like, well, I I think if you're a normal, I think if you're a normal person, you had this feeling in your life when you were like 13, 14 years old, you just wanted to be 21. You wanted to be an adult. You want to be able to go out to the bars. You want to be able to drink. You want to be able to drive and, and vote and own guns and fucking, you know, whatever you were thinking about. Right. And then, um, then you get there and you just want to go back. I feel like that's a big thing. And if it wasn't, I don't know, maybe you just had a worse time than me, but even me, I was, like, bullied, and, like, I got picked on growing up, got, like, physically fucking, you know, assaulted by kids, you know, (laughs) fucking, I still want to go, like, if you tell me today, snap my fingers back to 13, I'm probably taking it, I'm probably taking it, even if you tell me, like, you can't change anything, you just have to, you just kind of have to relive it, probably taking it, you know, if you snap me back to 13, I'm probably taking it. You know, and um, yeah, man. So when I think back to like, that's only 10 years ago. It's like, fuck, what does being old feel like when you're like 60, 70 years old on like a rocking chair? And then you just go, damn, you remember when I was 20 and that's like 50 years ago? And you're like, fuck, that's a mind fuck. Because like 10 years to me is trippy when I like listen to like, um, I don't know. So like I was listening to some old g Easy last night and I mean like g Easy before. Like, I'm such a hipster. I knew, like, g Easy. If there was a white rapper that came out in 2010, I probably knew him before you did. Just a fact. Like, just a fact. I was searching. I was like, we need more guys on our team. We're getting killed out here. We have no representation. So if I found, like, decent white rappers, uh, I probably knew about them before you did because I was a fucking loser. I knew about Childish Gambino before people knew about Childish Gambino, by the way. Not a white rapper, but a great human being. I knew... Childish Gambino before I knew Childish Gambino because I knew Donald Glover doing stand-up. And I was like, is that that's the same guy? He was making jokes about doing music, and I found his music. Anyways, my point is that I was listening to some old g Easy, and man, I just started thinking about being like 14 in high school and listening to this music. And I remember vividly, uh, there's like a, there's a line in a g Easy song where he's like, fell, uh, fell asleep in a freshman class, woke up on a tour bus. I think he means freshman year of college, but I just took that as freshman year of high school. And, uh, man, every time I fell asleep in in class, I was like, I'm going to make it. Every time I took a nap in class, I'm like, this is, this is how you get famous. This is how you become somebody. You fall asleep in history class for sure, dude. I still see some, like, I still find old notebooks of like me writing raps in classes. They're fucking awful. They're terrible. They're the worst thing I think I've ever written in my life. But it's crazy how, like, listening to a song will take you back, like, so vividly. Like, man, I was even having dreams the other night of, like, going back to high school when I was, like, 20, like, I'm 24. And I remember in the dream, halfway through it, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here? I was, like, arguing with somebody about my classes. It was, like, (laughs) the classes were ridiculous, too. One of them was, like, hereditary diseases. And, like, I think I saw the teacher in the hallway, and I'd never seen this guy in my life. But I was like, hey, man what's up, like, who the fuck signs up for this class, like, that's pretty rough, like, that's what you went to school to teach, and, like, I just remember him being real insulted, I was like, that's a tough look, I was like, I just so you know, I'm dropping this class, and uh, I was in my old high school, like, vividly, and then I remember halfway through the dream, I kind of woke up, and I was like, what the fuck am I doing here, like, I already graduated, I'm 24, why am I at this high school, and I just kind of left, I just walked out, and then, like, three other people I went to high school with were like, yeah, what are we doing here, and I was like, wait the fuck, why are you guys here, why are you guys in the same predicament I'm in? And it wasn't even like people I was friends with. It was like random people I went to high school with. And I was like, what the fuck are you guys doing in my dream? And second off, why are we here? We're 24. Why are we in this school? 
but yeah, that's what I was thinking about when I was listening to some G Easy. So I mean, imagine like, <laughs> like it's crazy. Like your grandparents, they listen to like, uh, like Sinatra, or like, um, uh, like the Beatles, and they're like, yeah, I remember when they first came out. Like when I'm seventy, I'll be like, yeah, man. 2009, Drake dropped So Far Gone. That mixtape was crazy. Then he dropped it as an album, and he blew up, man. I always knew Drake was going to be one of the greats. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be talking about, like, Drake, and, like, oh, yeah, I remember when Kendrick Lamar was K-Dot. You know, I remember when J. Cole wasn't even signed to Rock Nation. You know, I'll be having all these fucking, <laughs> and there's going to be, like, 80 million rappers by that time, 70 million podcasts. You know, I remember when Joe Rogan was on YouTube, you know, I remember watching episodes of Joe Rogan on YouTube, son. That's how, that's how OG in the podcast game I'm at, you know. But um, when I was listening to the music, there's another thing I thought about was like, I don't remember, I don't remember like the first time I like listened to music because that's like arbitrary, like nobody fucking, I don't think anyone remembers that. And if they tell you that, they're an asshole, they're fucking lying. I don't remember the first time I listened to music, but I remember even as a kid, there was like a, fuck, what was his name? He was some country, he was like a country child star. I think his name was Billy Gilman. His name was Billy Gilman. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I, I'd bet on it. I'd put like 10 bucks on it. His name was Billy Gilman. He was like this child country singer. And I remember when I lived in Wyoming, when I was a, a young lad, just a wee, just a wee David, just a wee young Dave living out in Wyoming, I remember my mom had this CD, and it was like a, I don't want to say a kid, he was probably like 13, 14, he was like a Bieber, he had like a Bieber voice, like you could tell when he went through puberty, his voice was going to be completely different, but anyways, this Billy Gilman CD, I would listen to this CD all the time, and I mean, for like the next, like, for the next few years of my life, like I remember listening to it in Wyoming, and I remember listening it to it when I moved to Kentucky, which was like years later. And then for a few years in Kentucky. And um, man, I knew the songs. I memorized the words. I knew like, you know, like any little kid, I guess. Little kids hear songs on the radio. But like, I was obsessed with it, you know. And then the other earliest memory I have of music was like, I was out with my dad in California or something. And Linkin Park, this was like when Linkin Park was just starting out. So I was like... Dude, I was probably like six, seven years old. That's like, what, 2005, 2004, 06 maybe? Um, so I was like maybe four, five, six years old. Probably more like five or six, six or seven, I'd say. And uh, in the end would come on the... I need to stop fucking clicking this pen. I threw the pen away. I keep clicking it. I'm fidgeting. I don't like opening up, but I'm doing it anyway. It's a quarter, quarter century in review. Everybody knows what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk about myself. Because I don't ever do it. But anyways, In the End by Linkin Park would come on the radio. Or maybe it was a CD. And, like, I would ask my dad to rewind that song, like, a million times. And, um, that's what kind of got me into, I guess, like, alternative rock music and, like, rap. Shout out Mike Shinoda. I, you know what? I say that, I say that Kanye was, like, the first rap album I ever bought. But, like, honestly, I think the first rapper I ever admired was Mike Shinoda from... Uh, Lincoln Park. So shout out, shout out Mike Shinoda, fucking legend. And uh, yeah, man. So I've always been obsessed with music, whether it was you know listening to it or, I think even man, like as a kid, I would like pretend I was like, you know, American Idol was big back then. You know, I grew up as a kid in like the early two thousands. So like, there's a lot of like cringe media I think of now that was like the coolest thing. And uh, I think even back then, I would, like, pretend with a few kids in my neighborhood that, like, we were auditioning for American Idol where we'd, like, fucking walk around a trampoline and, like, fucking audition. It was some cringe-ass shit. That's what I did as a kid. That's what I, My whole life, all I wanted to do was, like, somewhat in entertainment, whether it was, like, music or I guess even now, like, before I knew this thing, like, podcasting. I think I used to say that in high school that, like, I wish I could get paid to talk. As I, like, I didn't know what talk radio was because, like... There's a fucking kid at the, like, at like the prime of talk radio is like the nineties and early two thousands, you know, like, um, Howard Stern and, um, Opie and Anthony. Um, and now like I find myself listening to that shit all the time. Like I'll listen to old Opie and Anthony, uh, with Patrice O'Neill and Jim Norton. Um, I have Howard Stern's book, 
you know, I look up to all those guys that kind of pioneered podcasting because before podcasting, that's what you had. You had talk radio. Um, and then like when Sirius came out, you know, that was a thing for a while, the Sirius channels. And, um, yeah, man, I was always been obsessed with it. You know, it was something about it. I never, not that I never wanted to, you know, some people growing up want to be firefighters, fucking air. I did it again. I picked up the pen. It's a different pen. I'm just summoning pens to fidget with in the middle of the podcast is is ridiculous i threw that pen away too it's gone boom shadow room gone boom you're out of here and um <laughs> i remember you know ever as like a young kid like i think for a while i wanted to be a marine biologist like all through middle school because i was like obsessed with sharks or something and then that just went out the window when i turned like 12 or 9 once i found out you could rap for a living done that's all i wanted to do and I guess rapping's kind of like podcasting. You know, you want to you want to have a voice. You want to you know, you want to talk your shit, bro. You want to fucking you want to let people know what's going on. You want to craft some sentences. You want to craft some um some influence, I guess. And uh yeah, man. I remember I took like a career aptitude test in like high school or middle school, and like the top 3 were like public speaking or like motivational speaking. Um they were all like entertainment based, like all five, all top five of my career aptitudes. And like the, they kind of like skipped over my first five and they were like, yeah, it seems like you'd be really good at like, uh, marketing or like, uh, you know, customer service. Like they skipped to like things that were attainable. Cause like, of course nobody wants to tell a high school kid like, wow, it looks like you should be like an entertainer or something. Cause they're like, no dreams are bad. You should, you should do something in the real world. I still remember that. They, like, skipped over and went down to, like, marketing, which was, like, 7th or some shit. And then, like, I took a... <laughs> this is air quotes. I took a business class in high school and it was fucking a waste of time. And, like, I didn't give a shit during high school. Like, I, I fucked around, like, for four years. Um, honestly, barely graduated. I remember, like, in the middle of my senior year, the librarian was like, you know you're, like, failing all your classes, right? You know, like, you're probably not going to graduate. I was like, Fuck. So I gotta come here again? Like, fuck that. And I remember, like, do I remember she, like, went around to all my teachers. Shout out. I'm not gonna say her name, because I don't think she'd want her name out there. But shout out my high school librarian. She's, like, my second mom. One of the few people in that school that, like, saw that, like, I wasn't worthless. I just, you know, acted like it. And uh, she, like, went around and got all my work. And, uh, like, it was awful, bro. It was, like, a backlog of, like, schoolwork. And, like, I had her... I didn't, like I had a, a study hall for my first period or something senior year and like every like that like that was usually a place where I just fucked around and like slept and like didn't do much of anything but then it turned into like no this is where you get to make up all the work that you didn't do so you can graduate and I was like fine fair enough so like each week she would give me like quotas so like should I had to do a backlog it and eventually I graduated so shout out to her uh that helped a lot she's a G one of the few people that I guess cared about me and knew she kind of knew I was just lazy. She knew I had some things going on upstairs, but, um, yeah, that was a weird rant. But my point of that was basically my whole life. I've been obsessed with shit like this. And I think for a long time, I was just kind of scared. I guess scared to do it. I guess I just have a lot of like problems with how I grew up. A lot of people made fun of me for wanting to make music. I got like bullied. I didn't have, I, I mean, I even bought a microphone, I wish I could find it. I don't know where it's at, but I want to put it in like a frame. I bought it. Uh, so there's a blue Yeti and like every YouTuber in the world has this microphone that I'm on right now. But I bought like a blue spark when I was like, I think I was like 16. Cause I heard that, uh, I think like sleeping with sirens or somebody, some like pop punk screamo band used it for their vocals. And I was like, that's it. That's the one I want to get. I bought it from Guitar Center, had to buy a stand and, like, a, a converter to use it on a laptop, and I made, like, one song. This kid has it somewhere that I know from high school. It was, like, on Mac Miller's Best Day Ever bonus instrumental, and I made a song, and that was, like, the only thing I ever did, and I was so afraid to do anything that, like, I just, I just stopped. Like, I didn't do anything, but, like, my whole life I've written music, I've made music on the side. When I got to Chicago, I took it real serious, and I moved down here, and because, I don't know, you could call it, like, hunger, like, being hungry for a goal, 
or something in Chicago. Like I worked six days a week and on my day off, I would just kind of do nothing and prepare to work six days a week again. And, um, yeah, it was real tough. So I think music was like my only hope. I think you see that a lot with like rappers and I'd say most like artists or even like sports players, you know, athletes, sports players, Jesus Christ, sports players, you know, petition to remove the word athlete. So everyone has to say sports players, Jesus. Um, you see that a lot with like athletes, like they want to get out of poverty. They want to get out of a hard situation. They got kids at a young age, blah, 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 blah. blah. They just want to be successful. They're driven. Even like ones like, even like you have to admit, like somebody like Tom Brady, like Tom Brady probably didn't struggle a whole lot, but he was like, I I know a lot of people hate Tom Brady. I used to hate Tom Brady. And then I watched like this probably like, (laughs) just like, what's that called? It's like the opposite of a hit piece. It was like a. It was the opposite of a hit piece. It was like a film designed to try to make you to like Brady. Propaganda, maybe. Persuasive film. I watched this film about Tom Brady and his draft shit. About how there was like... The Brady 7? Brady 8? There was like a bunch of quarterbacks drafted in front of him. And like none of them are good. And like... I mean like today's standards. Like every quarterback that went in front of him was out of the league within like four years or some shit. And um, how, like, when he played at Michigan, there was, like, controversy. Basically, like, Tom Brady was like, fuck everybody, I will be a great quarterback. So even though he didn't, like, struggle in life, he, like, had that motivation, I guess. Um, But you see that a lot with, like, musicians and shit, that they want to escape their surroundings. And maybe maybe for Tom Brady, the surroundings he had in his brain were, you know, self-induced. Maybe it was just, I don't know. I don't want to say like an inferiority complex, but I feel like a lot of people who do entertainment or make music or uh, even art for that matter, like there's just something in you where you're like, I, at the root of it, I think all of us have a chip on our shoulder, whether you do a podcast, whether you make art or you're an athlete, whether you're a sports player, that's a new, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm done using the word athlete. Everyone is a sports player now. Let's see how many people get that joke in like six years if I say it again. But, um, yeah, whatever you do, I feel like deep down you have a chip on your shoulder, whether it's like a personal thing, whether it's against like all the people that doubted you, whether it's against yourself of like you doubted yourself. So you're like, you know what? Myself, fuck you. I'm going to prove you wrong. And then yourself's like, well, you can't because you're you. It's like, well, yeah, fuck you. You know, it's a real meta conversation. Just like you in a mirror. Like, fuck you. It's a Spider-Man meme. Spider-Man in a mirror. Um, but yeah, man. So I think about that a lot and I think about how over the years, that passion has like changed and grown and it's sometimes fallen off. Like I would say when I first moved to Florida, I had like a little bit of creative spurt and then like I made some friends. I like got into like bar culture for a while, like nightlife and that was like good and bad. Like it wasn't great because I, like, I started drinking a lot and then, uh, but at the same time, like I was making friends and I was on a pool, like a, like a pool league, like a, billiards like you know pool tables not I wasn't swimming I'm not Michael Phelps you know what I'm saying um and that was fun for a while and it was new and um just got kind of sad because my homie I used to play pool with we're not friends anymore but that was like a good time in my life you know and that's kind of a decent segue to like what I was talking about next it's like you know growing up and I've moved around a lot my whole life so I've always been good at like making friends I've also been really good at, like, losing friends, <laughs> you know? You get good at being alone, um, I guess, when you got the... the. I don't like when people say the hand I was dealt. It's like, bro, you did not have one hand of cards your whole life. Like, you've had multiple hands, you know? You've had multiple hands of cards. You didn't just have one. That's stupid. I hate that expression. Or maybe I hate the way it's, like, singular. It's not singular. You've had multiple hands of cards, buddy. Some you played well, and some you played like shit, and some of them you just didn't have anything. But, um... That's something I guess I'm good at is like being alone sometimes and sometimes I'm bad at being alone. Sometimes I'm good with friends and sometimes I'm bad with friends. But I would say like the remaining people that are in my life, whether I only talk to them through technology um, or even like uh, I got a buddy of mine from Chicago. Shout out Tito. Sometimes he only hits me up over like a meme. But that meme, it's like, damn, you know, my homie Tito was thinking of me or like uh, my buddy Hugo. Shout out, uh, he listens to the podcast sometimes. Um, 
he really I post on my Snapchat story the Coke with coffee. Um and he like sent me a, a picture being like I'm trying it for the first time. I was like, see, like that guy's thinking of me. That's cool. That's cool somebody remembers me from working together at a job we probably both didn't like. That's cool, you know? <laughs> and uh that's what I say. I say everybody that's still around and in my circle or somebody I talk to, it's like a real I wouldn't say it's tough to be friends with me. I think it's tough for me to be friends with other people because I don't think a lot of people get me and I really don't click with a lot of people because I think, I don't know, I'm kind of a pretentious, like I'm kind of a dickhead sometimes. Like I think people are stupid and then I think that sometimes when people don't get me, it's just because they're like, there's times where I'm like, this person doesn't like me because I do X, Y, and Z. And then there's other times where I'm like, this person doesn't like me because they're too stupid to understand like, how I think, why I do what I do, how I defend my, like, they're just not on my level, so it just doesn't work, because this sounds super fucking pretentious to say, but, like, they just don't understand, they don't like me sometimes, like, I had a buddy like this that was just dumb, where, like, we'd get in these arguments, and he would get mad, I'm like, bro, the only reason you're getting mad is because you're too dumb to get my argument, you don't get what I'm saying, and you just want to argue to argue, and I'm fucking fine with that, I'll argue till I'm blue in the face, but this is annoying, and then you go off on these, like, he would go off on these soap operas, like, oh, you make me feel bad about myself, I'm like, dude, we play video games together over the internet, like, there's no way I make you feel that bad about yourself, like, it is what it is, like, you know, and it was also, like, just busting balls, and, like, this is a stupid fucking anecdote, but I'm gonna dive into it, I would play with him and his cousin, his cousin would make fun of him like I made fun of him, but only when I made fun of him did it hurt his feelings, and I thought that was, like, rather weird because like he would make fun of his cousin so it's like what because you guys are family you can say really mean shit to each other but if somebody else says it's like oh i don't like you even though like we were friends in person for over a year we've hung out multiple times we used to golf together we like to all kinds of shit but now because i don't know it was just weird and like that was a point in my life where i was like this person and i will not get along because they are dumb i am too smart for this person and that sucks and like Man, this makes me sound like a dick, but I just think it's true. I think sometimes there are just times where, like, other people have, like, um, what do you call it? It's, like, repressed shit. Like, they don't want to admit to themselves that that's why they don't like you, so they just keep it bottled up. But it, like, peaks out. And that, like, recently happened with another friend of mine where, like, all this shit just peaked out at one argument. I was like, oh, you've just been hiding all your true feelings, huh? Like, well, I'm good. Like, we don't... I can't be friends with somebody. Like, I, I, I honestly more, like... <laughs> I have a friend, I don't think he'll mind, I have a friend named Dusty, I went to high school with, one of my best friends, uh, we don't talk that much anymore, but hands down, I'd go to bat for him, I'd have his back no matter what, uh, I think he'd do the same, but um, one of my best friends ever, the reason we became best friends uh, is because he punched me in my face when I had braces in 8th grade, like he popped the shit out of me two good times right in the mouth, and um I just went to class because I was, like, bleeding and I didn't want to make a big scene. And I really didn't want more people to know I just got my ass whooped. Even though I don't... I won't say I got my ass whooped, but, like, I got... And it wasn't, like, a sucker punch. Like, I was straight up, like, I thought you were going to beat my ass. He's like, I, I will. And he just, boom, boom, hit me with a nice two-piece. You know? Gave me a nice little snack pack uh, to go to my next class. And um, ever since that day, we got real close. So I think that says a lot for, like... <laughs> how I view people, I'd much rather you, like, I would much rather fight with my friends, like, face-to-face, man-to-man, like, fuck you, I have X, Y, and Z problem with you, I think you're a dickhead, and I think you fucking do this, and I think you do that, then to you to just not bring it up, and then, it's almost like a, uh, it's almost like a, like a jealous girlfriend, or like a girlfriend that, or significant other, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever you have, um, that, like, doesn't say anything, and then when you get in fights, they bring up all this shit that they're upset with, it's like, well, I can't change a behavior if it's not, like, you can't change something if it's not addressed, right, and, uh, I ran into a few problems like that over the past couple years of, like, I guess, like, making friendships, and then those friendships, like, I don't want to say they were fake, but, like, clearly they weren't genuine, or clearly I was, clearly, like, I was a guy that was, like, all in, like, I'm willing to go to bat, I'm in your corner, and then when I'm in a fight, this guy's, like, at the snack bar, 
He's getting some girl's number in the crowd. Like, he's not in my corner. He's not ready to give me water. He's not ready to wipe my sweat off and tell me you got to go to the body. You're, 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 you're loading up on your punch. Like, he has no advice when I'm in a fight. But when he's in a fight, I'm on the ropes. I'm screaming. I'm like, oh, we're going to fucking get you. I'm there. I'm ready to fight. But then when I need him, it's like, ah, oh, I actually, I got to go walk my dog. I'm kind of busy, uh, you know. And, um, yeah, so that's a... I guess a big thing in, in this uh, kind of review of my life so far, the, the first quarter is over. You know, that's something I guess I'm proud of. I have like a small circle, but the I would argue like my small circle is like, I really don't like Golden State, so I don't know who to compare them to. Probably like, fuck, that's not, probably like, I don't know, Kobe's Lakers. I'm Kobe. Well, that's not a good comparison. I don't know. Uh, good basketball reference. This is terrible. I, my squad's tight is what I'm saying. My squad's dope, you know. I'm like AI, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, this, this the point of this failed analogy, coffee break, was that everyone in my squad is like Hall of Fame level. Like they're down, they ride, they're riders, they're day one, and um, they're real tight. I respect their opinion. And like I said, I feel like uh, I feel like if you can't fight with your friends, you guys aren't real friends. You guys are like acquaintances. Like if you can't like get in a, a knockdown drag out, uh, maybe not physical. I think if you're a dude, you can physically fight your friends. Um, but yeah, man, like if you can't handle like a confrontation with your friends or you can't deal with like. Uh, I guess if you can't deal with your friends being like, hey, man, you're doing X, Y and Z in that that bothers me, and then you, like, be like, well, I don't think I do that, here's my reasons, and you guys go back and forth, you guys get mad, and then in a few days, you guys can't calm down and come to a resolution, you guys weren't really friends, you're just people who thought you liked each other, and there's nothing wrong with that, but that's something I've definitely come in contact with these past couple years, is, like, having people I thought were, like, like, I, like this last guy that um I was friends with, that I'm no longer friends with, that really does make me sad, Um, I told my mom, like, I would have moved in with him, like, he was that... He was that, like, uh, good of a friend, in my opinion. He was almost, like, somebody I would trust to do that with. And then, like, we get in one fight out of nowhere, and that's just, like, it's crazy. You know, it happened with another guy. Like, we were talking about him coming to visit and us going to play golf, and then the next week it was like, I fucking hate you. You're the reason I, I feel like this, this, and this. It's like, bro, a week ago you were making golf plans, a golf trip, and now, now you hate me? Like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Like... And then people try to blame it on me because I think people know I think too much. And I think people know that I know sometimes I'm kind of a dickhead. Like I get in these moods where it's like, uh, it's like brick wall, Dave, like nothing's penetrating. Like I am on the full, it's like a brick wall that can move. Like I am coming at you. I'm on the attack, but nothing's getting through, bro. It's a diamond wall. Nothing's getting through and I'm coming at you fucking hard. You know, nothing's getting through, but I'm coming at you. And it's hard to evade. Um, it's like I'm wearing diamond. I'm like Steve from Minecraft with diamond armor in this mode. That's basically what I am. I'm on the attack, and you can't hurt me. And it won't be until like I calm down that I think about what people say. But yeah, that's happened quite a lot. But yeah. Speaking of why I got sad, I was like clearing out my PlayStation archive uh, to like download a game, and I had like five gigabytes worth of like clips. And like media saved from Rocket League. And I went through and there's so many recordings with my old friend. And I just got kind of sad. I was like, damn. You know? And like the reason we're not friends is because he like threatened me. He like threatened me with violence. And he even threatened to like come back. And like that might be like an irrational threat. But like none of my friends have ever threatened me with violence. Like while we're friends. It's never gotten to that level. You know? And once you do that, especially if I like this dude's a crazy person. So I kind of believe it. Once I believe that or think it, like that's that's it. I can't feel comfortable around you. I don't want to hang out with you, mano y mano. I don't want to go out with you. Like oh, we're good because you could snap at any time, or you might harbor that and be a psychopath. And then ten years later, we go out to get a beer and you shoot me. You know, like fuck, I just can't do it. I'm sorry. Like, and like I'm sure people can change. He might apologize in the future. I'll gladly accept the apology. But like we're still good. Like that's we had our run. Well, like, um, like A-Rod and Jeter, I guess. Like, 
they'll sit next to each other in an interview, but they are not friends, you know? So, yeah. Two overrated guys, by the way. Maybe the two most overrated baseball players ever. Yeah, I said it. I said it, bro. Maybe two of the most overrated baseball talents to ever be covered in modern uh, day. So there's a base. There's a hot baseball take for you. But yeah, looking down at my notes, I think I covered. I literally covered like everything in like a random order. I think the last note I had went first. The first note I had was like kind of general. They all kind of moved around. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, I think the other thing I wrote down was like jobs. Like I've had so many jobs over the over this quarter century. My first job I ever had was a subway in a gas station in a <laughs> I wouldn't even call it a town. It was just like off the interstate like 20 minutes away from where I lived and I would work there like a couple times a week. And uh yeah, I made subway sandwiches and then later on I worked at a subway also attached to a gas station in my hometown. It was one of like four restaurants and fun fact one of the other four restaurants was a subway <laughs> we had two subways at dairy queen a pizza place and like a local diner you had like five places you could eat two of them were subways and uh then i worked there like all through high school um and then like a bunch of people would work at the dairy queen for my high school and uh you get like employee meals right dude i like i don't know what it was about subway back in like the 2010s but it was so popular that I could literally trade a six inch sub like and obviously I'd make it however they wanted. But I would trade my employee sub for like, dude, like I don't know what Dairy Queen was doing, but they would give me like a fat double bacon cheeseburger with fries and uh, a, 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 what the fuck's that called? A blizzard. I almost said Frosty. That's Wendy's. They give me a blizzard. They give me like a shit ton of chicken strips like I would trade them like a sandwich and a bag of chips and I would get back like two meals from Dairy Queen. It was lit, bro. Like I would I would rob Dairy Queen employees for sure. Like they overvalued a Subway sandwich. But yeah, I was kind of like known in my friend group and like a few other people that like I was the Subway guy. Like if my friends came in, I'd give you like I'd give you like bacon on your sandwich for free, extra cheese, a free cookie, whatever it was. Like I, I'd hook people up, bro. I was about it. And I worked at the subway forever. Um, I worked with this guy named Mike. Uh, <laughs> I worked with this guy, Mike, who would go in the bathroom and, like, roll joints on, like, a mini pizza box. And we would, like, smoke out the back of the subway. Um, that was, like, when I was just a stupid teenager. He'd, like, sell me packs of cigarettes. A bunch of dumb shit I did at that job. But I was, like, 15, you know? And, uh, yeah, that shit was hella funny now that I think about it. Just stupid shit I used to do at that job. Yeah. I would eat, like, frozen cookies out of the, uh... <laughs> so the Subway cookies come as, like... Probably, like, the size of an Oreo around. But they're, like, thick. And when you put them on the cookie sheet, they, like, expand when you put them in the oven. But I would just, like, go in there and I'd eat, like, a frozen cookie. And it was delicious. Probably... I don't know if you get salmonella from that... From that cookie dough. But I think that cookie dough is like so processed there can't be any germs. But who knows? Maybe that's why I have stomach issues because I ate so many frozen cookies at a Subway. But yeah, man. I would make the craziest sandwiches. I would like load up my sandwich, bro. Like I was so good at like getting around like the normal portions. I would always wait to make my sandwich when like the other person was like in the freezer or something so they couldn't watch me. It was dope. It was fucking great. I ate so much Subway though that I never eat. I've never eaten Subway again. Ever. Like, I don't eat Subway. If I want, like, a sub, I go to, like, Jersey Mike's, you know? Just the smell of a Subway makes me sick to my stomach. I made so many loaves of bread and washed so many dishes and packaged so many pickles and banana peppers and black olives. I remember this one time I cut into a, a box of pickles and it, like, busted a bag and I got pickle juice all over me and I fucking hate pickles. It's one of the worst days. I think I went home to change. It was terrible. But yeah, I worked at Subway from like 14 to like 19 years old. I remember when I moved to Florida the first time after I graduated high school, one of the few jobs I knew I could get was Subway because like I didn't need to be trained because I did that shit for like five years. So I was like, I could just walk into a Subway 
and I tell them, like, I don't even need to be trained. I think I, so I worked at a subway in the mall where I live now in a food court. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I worked there and, uh, I remember like during the interview, I told them, I was like, I don't need to be trained. Like I know, I like, I literally know everything about subway and they thought I was kidding. I was like, no, I'm serious. And they were like, well, what if we asked you how to make this, this, and this? I was like, well, you could ask me and I'll. I'll fucking nail it because I'm a fucking G. And I remember they were like asking me how to make sandwiches. And I was just like telling them, you do this, this, and this. It gets this much meat, this much cheese. And then you put like the veggies on it, you know, blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, easy job I got. And I remember I got, I don't know if I got fired or I think I got like fake fired and then I quit. So basically, I worked there and, um, Ugh, I just got a cringe memory. I worked there and there was this girl who was like 20 something and she was the manager and she would text people their schedule schedules, like a picture of the schedule. I remember one week after I've been working there a little while, they sent me a picture and I came in the next day to work and they were like, where were you yesterday? I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? Like I wasn't scheduled yesterday. They were like, yeah, you were like, they fired you because you no call, no showed. I was like, well, I have the text message right here. Like that's like, that's not the schedule that was posted. And they were like, well, like, you're fired. Like, they fired you because, you know, you didn't you didn't show up. And I was like, what the fuck is this shit? I was like, that's not my fault. Like, I was sent a picture of a schedule. So I remember I had to call, like, the district manager of all these subways. And this bitch was, like, on her day off. And she was, like, offended that I called her to, like, be like, why did you guys fire me for my manager sending me the wrong schedule? I remember she said, like, some real bitchy shit about, like, having to pick up. She was like, I can't believe you called me twice and I'm having to talk to you on my day off. I was like, oh, okay, well, I can't believe you guys fired me after sending me the wrong schedule and then not calling me yesterday at all to, like, ask why I didn't show up. And she was like, we don't call people to make sure they come to work. I was like, well, like, I I don't miss any days. Like, I'm here every shift I'm scheduled. Why didn't you guys give me a call? She's like, well, because you didn't show up. I was like, okay, this is a circular argument. I was like, second, I was like, I have a text message from my manager of my schedule, and I guess I got sent the wrong, like, that's not my fault. And then it turned into, like, why is your manager sending you a picture? Why aren't you going in and getting your own schedule? I was like, well, ever since I got hired, like, that's, they said they just send out the schedule. They said I don't have to come in. So she's like, well, that's not how it works. I was like, well, it sounds like you should tell your manager that, not me, a 19-year-old, an 18-year-old employee. Um, and I just remember I had such a bad taste. I just fucking quit. I ended up getting this job working as like a, a cook at this Hawaiian restaurant down here. But yeah, Subway was a wild ride, man. And then I've talked about it before. I moved to Chicago after that, uh, after just basically just being a lump. And, uh, (laughs) I moved back to my hometown and just kind of lived with a guy who sold weed and like gave everybody rides and they gave me gas money and bought me like cigarettes and food. And I just didn't do anything for like six months. Uh, And then I moved to Chicago. And then I worked at that um, Navy base. I worked at another good like quitting story I have is I worked also to deal with schedules. I worked at this place called a fresh market. It's called the fresh market. It's like a Whole Foods for like, I guess the East Coast. I've never seen a Whole Foods in my life. I think that's like strictly a West Coast thing. I only hear like LA podcasters and comedians talk about Whole Foods. Or maybe it's in New York. I don't fucking know. I've never seen a Whole Foods in my life. But I've seen the Fresh Market. The Fresh Market's the same thing. It's a really upscale, organic, uh, overpriced uh, grocery store. And I worked in the produce section where I would, like, cut pineapples and uh, peppers and mushrooms and uh, heads of lettuce. All kinds of produce, right? And, you know, I'd stack apples and oranges and bananas uh, I do a bunch of shit and I worked there part time while I was working at the, uh, um, Navy base because my brother was telling me like, when you move out, you probably need a second job because it's expensive around here. So maybe you should get in the rhythm of that while you still live with us. And then when you get out on your own, you'll have more money, blah, 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 blah. So I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. I mean, that's a good idea. I should do that. So I found this place. It was kind of far away. It wasn't super far away, but it was far enough away to where I was like, man, you know, this kind of sucks. Like, I wish I could find something a little closer. I worked there for all, a while. And I don't remember this dude's name. Let's call him fucking... I don't know, dude. 
trying to think of like names. I don't know anybody. Let's call him Mark because he was a fucking Mark, you know? So fucking Mark was this little fucking little dude who was like the produce manager. The the manager that hired me like ended up quitting. And then this like bitchy woman came. And this dude I worked with at the Navy base used to work for a fresh market. So he knew all the managers and he knew this lady. He's like, oh, I like her, but she's like kind of a bitch. Like I, I get what you're saying. And, um, so fucking produce fucker would leave me little Mark, this little Mark, this little Mark ass bitch. <laughs> he would leave me these notes in like the, the cooler being like, he didn't do this, this and this. And like, that just wasn't true. And like, I never saw him because he worked like in the mornings and then left. And I came in like at like six o'clock and worked till close. And I would do all these things and I would get all these notes about like, he didn't do this. He didn't do that. And then one time he told like the manager, I didn't like his attitude. I was like, listen, I don't know how he doesn't like my attitude. I've never said more than three words to this dude since he's got the, the manager of produce promotion. I was like, I don't even, I don't speak to this dude face to face. So like, that's just a lie. Like this dude is just lying. Like he's a Mark ass bitch. I guess that's why I called him Mark. Cause he's a fucking Mark. Um, <laughs> anyways, so I was already pissed off. I was like getting these bullshit complaints from a manager. I never spoke to who said he didn't like my attitude. Don't know where he got that from. And, uh, then I came in one time and I guess a store, I'm getting to the quitting part. Sorry, I know this is a long story. I just had to set it up for you and talk about Mark because I still remember him. He used to leave his iced coffee in the fucking, he used to leave like a quarter of an iced coffee in the fucking, uh, in the cooler that I'd have to throw away every day. I was like, that's fucking unsanitary. And it's like, why'd you buy the coffee if you're not going to drink it, Mark? Anyways, <laughs> I came in one day and I guess another store had closed like somewhere in the area. And I looked at my schedule for the next week and I just wasn't on it. And I was like, um, excuse me, what, what's this? And they were like, what do you mean? I was like, um, I don't have any hours for the next week. Like at all. They were like, yeah, another store closed. So we gave your hours away to some other people. I was like, you gave my entire, like my entire schedule away. They were like, yeah. I was like, so when am I on the schedule? They're like, we really don't know. I was like, so am I fired? They're like, no, you're just not on the schedule. I was like, what do you mean I'm not fired, but I'm, I was like, you guys didn't even ask me. You didn't even give me a heads up. I've been here every day this week. And now it's just now you decided to give all my hours away. They were like, yeah, you know, some people got misplaced, you know, we're trying to make room for everybody. I was like, yeah, that sucks that the store shut down. I've been here for like almost a year though. Like I've been here quite a while and you guys just didn't even give me the heads up or a decent text message. You couldn't, you couldn't mention this. They were like, yeah, well, you know, that's what it is. Like, you know, we can't give you any hours. I was like, okay, that's great. I was like, um, I forgot something in my car. You mind if I run outside? I think I called my mom and like got all pissed off. And I just told her, I was like, I'm going to fucking quit. I was like, fuck them. And I think she was like, well, you're like, you're an adult. Like, do what you got to do. I think I went in. I was like, all right, well, uh, since you gave away my hours, uh, maybe you can find somebody to work tonight. They were like, what? I was like, yeah, I'm out of here. They're like, what do you mean? I was like, I'm quitting. I'm leaving right now. Like, clearly you guys don't give a shit about me or value me. Like, whatever I was like you know you gave all my hours away and you're not telling me when I'm gonna get more so like basically you fired me already so fuck you like fucking close produce by yourself go chop them fucking pineapples pineapple cutters are like satisfying too the one we had like had a core thing in the middle and it would like shave off the outsides and then cut it it was dope I didn't mind that job I would cut like cantaloupes and honeydew and all kinds of melons and I'd put them into plastic things it was a pretty chill job, bro. I would just listen to music and cut produce all by myself. The meat guys were really cool in the meat department. They'd always sharpen the knives. <laughs> I worked with this Indian lady from India. She told me her dream was to go back to India and have a mango farm. It was a beautiful story. She'd say it every time. She'd talk about how beautiful India was and how she loved mangoes. And I actually learned to like mangoes there. She would cut me mangoes every day. She taught me how to cut mangoes, actually, because the giant seed in the middle so shout out to Sharmila and, um, Sharmila didn't like sharp knives. She was afraid of cutting herself. So I would walk in and I would see this like very small Indian woman with a big ass knife, just smacking it on the table, like, like blade first, like smacking it on this table. One time I was like, Sharmila, what are you, what are you doing? Like, are you okay? She's like, the knives are too sharp. I was like, what, what? She's like, yeah, the knives are too sharp. I need to dull them so I don't cut myself. I tried to explain to her multiple times. I'm like, Charmila, you know a dull knife is more dangerous than a sharp knife. 
because like a, a, a dull knife, if it happens to cut you or like catch you in the wrong way, it will, it'll tear instead of just cutting cleanly, it'll tear, it'll rip. It's not a good tool. That's why you sharpen knives. So they're precise. So even if you, even if you cut yourself, it's nice and it's nice and straight. You can stitch it up. If you cut yourself with a jagged knife, it might just like rip a bunch of skin and flesh off. It'll be gross. She was like, no, I, I don't do sharp knives. So almost every night I worked, I had to go to the meat department and be like, hey, can you guys sharpen my knives? They're like, Sharmila? I'm like, Sharmila. Uh, shout out to Sharmila. Such a nice Indian lady who loved mangoes and just wanted a nice mango farm. That was like the American Indian dream. Like she had the American dream to get the money in America and then go back to India and make a mango farm. I always thought that was great. I'm like, that's great. Like the American dream is to come here to be able to achieve your dreams and then go fucking... <laughs> I always thought that was dope. I'm like, she knows what's going on here. She's like, yeah, I'm going to come live here. I'm going to pay taxes. I'm going to make a bunch of money. Now I'm going to go fuck back to India, and I'm going to make a fucking mango farm and sell them back to America. Boom. Fucking playing the system, you know? But yeah, so I quit that job, and then I got a job at Panera Bread where I met Alfredo and Hugo. Shout out to them if they're listening. And yeah, Panera Bread was dope. And then I worked at like a Red Robin, and then... When I moved down here, I got a job at a pawn shop, which, dude, I have so many pawn shop stories, I just don't want to waste any when this podcast is so small or while nobody knows who I am because I want to shit all over this disclosed, uh, redacted pawn shop. I won't say the title. I will never use anyone's real name that worked there, and I will shit all over it eventually, and I want enough people to hear these stories, and uh, yeah, I, I, I really... That job was awesome because it was like the first job I had where I didn't have to go back into food service because like I worked at Panera and then I worked at Red Robin like washing dishes. And when I moved down here again when I was like 21, I didn't want to go back into like food service. So I like applied at this pawn shop and I remember going in there and uh, I was like, hey man, like I don't have a lot of experience in sales. I don't even know what a pawn shop is. Like I've only ever seen them in movies. Like I'm from a small town and I lived in Chicago I was like, I didn't do anything. I was like, I just really don't want to work in food. I was like, I have a job lined up at like a firehouse subs and I really don't want to work there. I was like, so if you give me a shot, like I promise, like whatever. And he's like, when can you start? I was like, I can start right now. He's like, come back tomorrow at 9am. And I worked there for three years where they, you know, fucking played the shit out of me and jerked me around and said I'd be a manager and this and that. And then just fucking treated me like shit for three years. So yeah, different story for a different pod. But you know, I think we covered a lot of my 25 years jobs relationships random stories this is just a giant storytelling episode about a quarter century that i've lived it's a quarter century of my life you know welcome to my life <laughs> jesus I already have 53 minutes this episode is flying by and i haven't even drank half of this iced coffee there's barely any ice left not a very good asmr and there's not enough ice you know I don't know if that bit will ever get old to me. I think I'll be doing ASMR bits when I'm 50. You guys remember when ASMR was a joke? Side note, I actually really like ASMR. I listen to that shit sometimes. It's cool. I saw this guy do like card magic where he just whispers. He's Australian. His name's Jojo. It's pretty fucking cool. I can't lie. It's like card magic, but relaxing. Yeah, shit's dope. I don't know why people hate on ASMR. I get it's like kind of corny, but it's kind of cool too. I've seen some cool ASMR, but yeah. What's the last thing I wrote? Seeing into the future. It's a good one. I said it at the beginning. If this was like the first quarter, what do I see for the second quarter? For the first quarter, I think I was uh, played too much defense, you know. In the second quarter, like before halftime, I'd really like to score. You know, I'd really like to be aggressive. I think this is the time to get the offense going. You know, start with some pick and rolls, um, you know, some rotations, other basketball, offense references, throw up some three-pointers, you know, do some slam dunks, hopefully, even though I'm like 5'8". <laughs> but yeah, that's what I see for like the second quarter of my life. More offense, less defense. Um, kind of just tied in. I kind of got like an offer uh, for like the first time in forever for like a promotion uh, at my job, and this one seems to be real, not like the one at the pawn shop that was offered, I accepted, and then never fucking happened, fuck you, undisclosed pawn shop name, and, uh, yeah, man, uh, 
kind of don't know how to feel about it. A little nervous to take it, but kind of nervous to say no. Because uh, I don't want to just keep being like an employee for the rest of my life. I'd like to be a manager. I'd like to move up. I'd like to have some more responsibility. Be able to build that resume, baby. And uh, I'd like to make more money. Who doesn't want to make more money? Uh, communists. Communists want to just, you know, what's money, man? Why would you exploit someone's labor for a wage? Oh, sorry, I've been watching a lot of, like, internet debates. I always just find that funny. It's like, well, because, like, that's, I guess, how the world works. Like, you do a service and you get paid. You could argue they're unfair wages, but this is stupid. Why am I talking about it? Anyways, I got, <laughs> I got offered a promotion. And, uh, yeah, you know, I've been thinking a lot about changing up uh, my life, my jobs, my surroundings. And I might just have to take it, you know, I might just have to see what this shit's all about. And I guess if I don't like it, I'll do something else, you know. This is the quarter of, fuck it, I'll do, uh, fuck it, I'll figure it out. I feel like the first half was like, oh, well, what if, that was what the first quarter of my life was. It was always what ifs. It was never, let me just fucking do it, and then I'll figure it out if it doesn't. I did that a few times, but most of the time it was like preventative. It was always, uh, like neurotic. I was always just in my own head. And I still am, but that's something I'm going to change in this second quarter of life. So before halftime, at 50, before we pull into the 50 halftime, um, you know, we can uh, we could say we learned offense and defense in the first half. And in the second half, you know, I don't know. What do you work on after offense and defense? Style, pizzazz, wisdom, theory? Who knows? We'll figure it out after halftime. But, yeah, going into this second quarter of life, uh, yeah. That's, I guess, what we're going to do, is the fuck it, figure it out phase of my life so far. And uh, we're just going to shoot our shot, you know? Shoot or shoot, you got to put pucks on net. How many more barstool references can I make in one sentence? Brick by brick, salt of the earth, El Presidente. <laughs> but yeah, that's where I'm at. And um, it was cool to like be offered a promotion and be told like I'd rather not hire somebody if I can just move you up and then we'll hire some part-time people. So that's cool. And, um, like I said, kind of feel like I deserve it. Feel like I've been management material for a while. I just, like I said, it was more of a preventative. Like, uh, I could do more, but, like, uh, who wants to deal with that responsibility and stress? It's like, oh, well, it's not that bad, you know? So, yeah, that's what I'm going to work on in the future, I guess. Being more of an adult, uh, getting more things done, figuring shit out. And, uh, yeah, man, that's where I'm at. We're almost at an hour. And, uh, yeah, the end of that was kind of lackluster, but I don't really know. I don't see any of the future. I'm not Steven Tyler. I don't carry around a crystal ball, you know? I don't I don't, I don't. don't have a bunch of oracles that can tell me my, my future. What the fuck am I talking about? But, yeah, that's what, I guess that's why I look at the future. It's like, fuck it, I'll figure it out. That's where I'm going from now on. I'm not going to think about it too much anymore than I have to, I guess. But, yeah, we're at the end of the pod. Now, this weekly recommendation is close to my heart, even though I haven't done it yet. Um, I said this before on the podcast, I started, I started off by saying I thought pop figures were stupid. I was like, who would buy these little plastic figures and just keep them in a box and look at them? Like, I feel like if I had collectibles, I'd want to display them and shit. And then over like the past four months, not even over the past like two, three months, max three months, max. I probably have like 50 pops now. I just counted them live. Got like 50 of them. I had to build shelves just to display these bitches. Uh, so I started off by saying who would fucking do that. And then lo and behold, uh, consumerism Dave popped out and was like, I will buy 50. I will take 50 of those, please. And then I built shelves to fucking display them, right? Um, so yeah, I have like pop figures, right? And then I watched a video by somewhere near... Uh, fucking Jesus. You know I'm going to fuck up a word and like just completely stumble... At least once a podcast like that. But the good thing is, is that I know when to bail. You don't, you just bail. You just go to something else. You don't try to finish it. You don't, just just bail, alright? So watching a video by some ordinary gamers. Uh, Muda, Mudahar, if you know who he is. Uh, great channel on YouTube. And he was talking, it was like, a, like maybe a month ago. He's talking about how he hates pop figures. And how he thinks they have like lifeless eyes. And how they kind of scare him. And he doesn't like them. And he thinks they're not very detailed. And... Blah, 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 blah. And there was a bunch of people in there 
that were like talking shit about pops. And I was like, listen, they are what they are. Some of them are expensive. Some of them are not. Sometimes there's like, uh, what is that called? IP intellectual property. There's like shows or movies or stuff. They don't have like collectibles or statues or figures or anything. So like a pop is the closest thing you can get. For me, that's kind of like Naruto, but I found out there are like Naruto figures. But some of those figures are like $300 for like one figure. And people are like, oh, the detail. I'm like, that shit's a cartoon. Like, that's fake detail. It's not even real detail. The detail is that it's a 2D drawing from Japan. So what are you arguing about with a fucking anime pop being like, it doesn't have enough detail. Like, dude, the fucking detail doesn't have enough detail. It's a fucking cartoon. It's a picture, all right? Anyways, so I have a bunch of these. <laughs> I have a bunch of pops now, right? And in that video, he shouted out Gundams. If you don't know what Gundams are, they're another, like, anime thing. Um, I think the earliest Gundam is from, like, 1979 when original Gundam anime came out. Uh, but now they have, like, I call them, like, Japanese Legos. They're Gundam figures that you put together. And I always thought they were, like, model cars and airplanes where you needed glue and paint. And they were really, like, a hobbyist hobby, you know? They were, like, kind of elite or scary that's not the case. I found out that these are just Japanese Legos. You follow the instructions, you snap everything together, and then boom, you got a Gundam. So I bought a Gundam because I was like, damn, you know, I have enough pops. I don't have any more room on my shelf for my pops. I can maybe buy like, I can maybe squeeze in like four or five more pops max. And if I like kind of cheat, maybe 10, maybe 10 more pops, but I don't really want a whole lot. There's like two, three more pops I really want. And they're all like a hundred dollars. So I'm not getting them anytime soon. But Gundams are like 20 bucks. And you can buy some cool Gundams to start. So that's what this week's recommendation is. After that long spiel, I'm recommending Gundams. If you want a new hobby, if you like anime, if you're a fucking nerd, if you're a loser who has nothing but time on their hands, buy a Gundam set. If not, watch the anime. The anime is pretty cool. It's like a flagship anime. One of the classics. And uh, I think the original Gundam, like... Fuck, I'm gonna fuck this up. RX-720... I think that's what it is, RX-720, blue, white, and red Gundam, it was in Ready Player One, that's a big one, I bought that on the internet, it won't be here till next week, but that's the one I really want to build, because that was like the coolest Gundam, and then I found out my oldest brother, who has a shit ton of tattoos, he always had a Gundam tattoo, but I thought it was a Transformer, but it's not, um, so yeah, the Gundams are cool, uh, you can get into them, you can get a cheap Gundam uh, from like your local hobby store, or comic book store for like 20 bucks, and it um, takes, like, a couple hours to build if you're slow, if you're fast, like, maybe 30 minutes. And, uh, like I said, you don't need glue, you don't need paint. Some of them have stickers, and there are grades. If you really like it and you get into it, there are ones that you can paint and glue together. There's, like, super tall ones that are, like, a foot tall. The ones I'm talking about are maybe six, seven inches, so pretty big. Wink, wink. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, shout out to Gundams, shout out to Hobby Stores, support your local business, all that jazz. But yeah, Gundams, check it out. If you don't know what a Gundam is, look it up. Maybe you'll like it. Maybe you'll like how they look. They're like Transformers that don't transform. They're just like robots. So it's pretty fucking cool, if you ask me. But yeah, over an hour. This flew by. Good time, good talk. Nice to see you again this week. <laughs> nice to talk to you. And uh, yeah, this is a part of the podcast I still hate. Um, but yeah, shout out myself, Just Last Week Podcast. Uh, follow us on Spotify. Uh, send me an email, justlastweekpodcast at gmail.com. As always, if you know me personally, hit me up, Snapchat, Instagram. Also, I'm going to plug it. Let me open up my cell phone and filibuster while I look this up because I didn't think I was going to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway because I thought about it, so I'm going to do it, and I'm doing what I does while I said it, doing it because I'm going to do it because I said I did it. Uh, hit us up on the Snapchat I made just for this podcast. It's just last week pod. It's at just last week pod. That's the, uh, that's the whole, uh, that's the whole handle. Just last week pod hit us up on Snapchat where I'll probably won't post until anybody adds me on there. And, uh, yeah. So yeah, shout out to me, uh, and my, <laughs> and my new Snapchat. So just last week pod on Snapchat. If you know me personally, give me up on my personal Snapchat, uh, just last week pod at gmail.com if you want to get in touch with us send us a comment a question a concern a riddle a video a story something to react to just say hey you know you could even send me hate mail send me an email that says hey i fucking hate you your podcast is annoying i used to know you 
and I fucking don't like you. You're a dickhead. I'll be like, oh, great. I can read that on the pod. It'd be content. I win either way. So thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> if not, you know, send me something nice. Send me just a weird picture. I'll be like, this guy sent me a weird picture. I'm sure people want to hear about that. <laughs> but yeah, as always, I think I said this last week. I'm going to keep saying it because I think it's good. Grab your fucking friend's phone. Grab your girlfriend's phone. Subscribe them to this podcast on, on Spotify. Make them follow me. And then they'll get a random notification one day. They'll be like, what's this podcast? And listen to it. And maybe they'll unfollow. Maybe they won't. But yeah, grab somebody's phone. Grab your friend's phone at a party. Make them subscribe to this, you know? Do what you got to do. As always, uh, appreciate it. Um, Super cool to do this. for. We're more than halfway through the year. We're coming up. I was just talking to a customer about this. Like, it's already June. I started this podcast in October. It's like, god damn. We're already almost to fucking Christmas. We're halfway there. So... Eight months into the pod, doing great, really enjoy it, and uh, can't wait to see you guys next week. And uh, yeah, as always, I'll talk to you later next week. Um, I'm gonna go build a Gundam, that's what I'm gonna do this weekend. Uh, yeah, see you later.